Hello and welcome to the second hour of Barbarian in the Valley. That's right, Barbarian in the Valley, and it is now known as, as you know, since you listened to us last week, the Free Associates. So the second hour is officially called the Free Associates. That's who we are. We're free to associate, free to associate with one another, with anyone who calls, with any idea that comes up, with just anything. And we're also allowed to free associate. That is to say, like, hey, what about this? Or like this? Or I think this cloud looks like this. Or isn't it crazy? Anything. All of it. That's what we're allowed to do. And we're given this uh, opportunity to do it over the valley, which we love. Now, we are in the basement of the neo-brutalist structure here at UMass, which I have to say looks really cool at night. But we are engaging the crystal ship. We are in the crystal ship, and we are now... Engaged, and we are starting to come out. If you're near the, yes, wow, like hello, we can actually see people as we exit the building. And now the crystal ship is gaining speed, and it's gaining altitude. And we're looking down. The football game is going to happen today. We're waving to you down there. If you're at the football game, look up. That's us. We're in the crystal ship, and we will be wandering the Connecticut Valley overhead in the crystal ship. Now, speaking of wandering, okay. Speaking of wandering, can anyone tell me if they see an orange van anywhere? Because one of our guests, and it is he's in our bullpen, in fact, he might be our star reliever, is missing. Yes, Jeremy Whalen is missing. Now, this is just so wrong on so many levels, folks. And let me tell you one level it's just wrong on. Jeremy Whalen is the tech teacher at Northampton High School. He has students under him, and boy, he's a taskmaster. Like, if this shoe were on the other foot and Waylon were waiting for a student who wasn't on time, it would be a big issue. So, a couple of things. If you're campus security, I guarantee you, if you follow this orange van, if you see this orange van, please follow it because he's going to park in the loading zone up there, which is illegal. And I want you to ticket him as soon as he leaves. Please don't hold him up because we would like him to come down and talk to us. But um, And if you're just anybody in the valley, just honk at the orange van. In fact, just do that for the next couple of weeks. Okay, if you see the orange van, it will be a reminder to him that he really needs to wake up early on Saturday and come in and do his show with Barbarian in the Valley Free Associates. Now, the good news is we have a guest. Uh, Henry Higgins is going to be our guest today, and so he is a UMass student, and we have, like, what is potentially... It's like a heavy... It's a big subject. Let me just say that. It's a big subject, and we're aware of it. Oh, we actually have a call. Now, I wonder if this is Jeremy Whalen. Hold on. It might be worth just trying to check this out. Hold on. Hello? Yeah, I'm going to hold off on that. Okay, that was... um, Thanks for calling. That was not Whalen. That was someone talking about the Kennedy assassination. Asking me what my take on the Kennedy assassination was, and I'll tell you what my take is. Very suspicious, I would agree, the Kennedy assassination. Um, But I'm going to leave it there because that's not where we're at. So, um, if you see the orange man, please give it. Please give it a uh, shout, and hopefully we'll be with Waylon in a second. Now, if you want to talk to us about what we're going to talk about today, then barbarianinthevalley.com is where you should go because the readings are always there. So, we'll be back in a minute. Thank you, and we'll see you in a minute.
we're coming back here in WMUA Amherst. And today we're going to tackle, if you want to go to barbarianinthevalley.com, you will see an um, article from the APA and also some responses to these articles. So I'm actually going to say hi. Can you introduce hey. yourself? Yeah. Uh, so I was on the show a few weeks ago, maybe about a month ago. Yep. I'm Henry. Um, I'm a UMass student here, and um, I've had the pleasure of coming on with Mr. Cody and talking and, about some interesting ideas. So. And what's your major right now? Um, so it's called resource economics. It's kind of like an applied economics. So it's a lot of um, a lot of data analysis with certain, really anything that involves data like energy and climate. and um, But it's also a lot of behavioral stuff, which I kind of like and drift towards. So more like behavioral economics and stuff like that. All right, cool. And yeah. j- as we were talking about before the show, you know, I think that this topic is definitely has... Mm-hmm. It has the ability to be controversial, and that's not what we're trying to do here. You know, I do. Rem- I did think reading it that I really had to kind of calm myself down a little bit. Like it was, cha- I felt mm-hmm. it was challenging. That's okay. It's okay to right. be challenged. Uh, I totally agree. You yeah. know, it's okay to not like a reading. It doesn't. Gonna, I don't want to turn off to it. And mm-hmm. I liked what you said, which is that even though it had challenged you, you were looking for things that actually worked in the reading. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a really complicated document, and you gotta. I had to go through and. try to separate the wheat from the chaff and um because i mean i would say overall it was um pretty erroneous but i would say there's a a few things that were accurate so i'm not gonna i'll I'll give credit where credit's due that's right that's right and you know i have to think that the person who constructed the document for the apa was doing what they thought was right and their their best I'd like to ascribe good intentions i guess you're a little bit more hesitant there um yeah i am a little bit more hesitant there i mean it took them 13 years. So, huh. 13 years. Really? They, they, yeah, 13 years they've been working on this. So it, you say it's they, it's a group of people? Uh, it's, it's a, yeah, it's, it's on behalf of the APA, so it's, it's got to be peer-reviewed. Huh. And okay. So, okay. But that doesn't mean their intentions are wrong, necessarily. No, it doesn't, but as you read through the document, I just can't help but, like, it's just, it's just such a obviously ideological document, and so... Um, scientifically skewed that I, okay. I I can't help but think that there's it's duplicitous. Okay, well before we get to that, can you just describe it to us? Sure. So the it's called the treatment the APA guidelines for treatment of boys and men. So the, it's the American Psychological Association has written for 13 years to create this document on how to accurately it's it's for psychologists to accurately treat and diagnose um, mental illnesses or 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 anything regarding um Men, really, boys and men. So, okay. um, and so, but they miss the mark, quite frankly. And, okay. Um, well, let's just let's just hold here for sure, a second. Sure. So it is, I think, a, like it seems to be that it's ten guidelines. Mm-hmm. Is that right? So it's a fairly yeah. big document. Yeah. And in these guidelines, again, you can get it by going on our site. If you look at it, there's um, basically guidelines and then application. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming this is like the kind of document the APA creates for all kinds of stuff, right? They do. They, yeah. they, they create it for all types of different things. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that's another critique that we'll get into the document um, okay. about the actual guidelines themselves. So they're looking to... And so part of me, uh, if you were to tell me that in passing, I'd say, well, that's good because I think that there are issues that uh, men and boys mm-hmm. might have that are specific to them. Yep. I, there's nothing yeah. that's inherently objectionable to me. Now, yeah. some people might have a problem with it just in general yeah. because if they... 
if they view gender as strictly a construct, mm. they might say, well, those guidelines aren't really necessary yeah. because it's just a construct. And yeah. I do think this actually says that it is a construct. It does. Okay, yeah. so it does It does. It does argue that. Yep. But, but that's one of the things I thought that this document actually got right is one of the things that we should really take a look at in regards to masculinity is the stigma around uh, around getting psychological treatment. I thought that okay. that was one of the few things that this document gets right. Right. Is that we shouldn't stigmatize boys and men for going and seeing somebody and talking to somebody and trying Absolutely. to figure out their lives. That's, Absolutely. That's a... But then it becomes a question, I think that the document, and I agree with that, mm. I think the document would say that's because of social pressures, opposed to yep. like any um, deep genetic reasoning. Right. Right. Yeah. This, this document rejects um, gender as a genetic... It does, absolutely. Know. Okay, yeah. Okay. so good, so that we're clear on that. And let me just put my own cards on the table here for a second. Yeah, I found the document challenging, mm -hmm. you know, and I definitely found myself kind of, like I said, taking deep breaths and being like, okay, you know, uh, this feels alienating just in my own way. However, I don't want to get, I also feel like I'm getting pulled into something I don't really want to get pulled into. Yeah. And this is something that perhaps we can talk about in about 10, 10 15 minutes, mm -hmm. which is, <clears throat> you know, how much do you take a document like this seriously? You know, yeah. because as a teacher, I get documents all the time, mm -hmm. and the Massachusetts Department of Education is always changing what they want you to do, and so you're kind of like, and I'm sure a lot of psychologists, most psychologists, would get a document like this and be like, okay, well, I actually have to go see a patient now, because yeah. I'm dealing with the person in front of me, mm -hmm. which actually brings up a larger question, which is, is this APA guy just totally flawed? Mm -hmm. right? Is the idea of, I mean, I understand why they do it, I get it. But there's been so many problems with APA guides, like DSMs yeah, and yeah. stuff like that, that, that it begs the question, like, do we really need these master documents? Or is this in of itself just some weird, mm -hmm. you know, like kind of uh, abstract and obtuse yeah. pursuit? It's difficult with psychology because, it, well, first off, this isn't a primary source. So, like, they don't have research subjects. It's a... It's a meta-analysis, so it's, a, it's an analysis of primary sources. So you can't really have a meta-analysis without some type of bias, but they obviously don't limit their attempts to reduce bias in this whatsoever. Like, it's so, it's so ideologically tainted that it's okay. just, it just jumps off the page so at you. let's get to that. So you perceive it as ideologically mm -hmm. tainted. Um, tell me why. What is it about it that, that makes you feel that way? Mm -hmm. Well, I think just like we talked about, they they explicitly say that um, masculinity, anything to do with masculinity, is a construct, is a social construct, okay. and and um, which is just there's plenty of evidence to say that's not true. Mm -hmm. So, but can I hold on for a second? Sure. I feel like the other side would say actually there's plenty plenty of evidence mm -hmm. that it is true, right? Because when we talked about this a little bit, when it gets into the psychology, it is a soft science. And so it is a soft science. I'm just trying to, I'm wondering what the other side would say to you saying there's plenty of evidence that gender is, is kind of like genetically based or like biologically based. I don't disagree with you. Um, I mean, there's, there's certain, there's certain, I would say there's certain um, attributes of gender that may be a little bit socially constructed, but I mean, like the the percentage of people who identify with their biological sex and gender is like 99 percent so mm -hmm. so yeah and so i i, I don't think any of really um 
but yeah, okay, I don't so know. I, I, don't, I, don't, I can't really interpret. Well, we don't we don't have to get I guess bogged sure. down in it because it is like almost something for a different show. It is. There's uh, plenty to talk about. There's plenty yeah. to talk about there. What ideologically? So one thing that you felt like it did was treat masculinity or manhood mm-hmm. or maleness as a social construct yeah. exclusively, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and it does say that. Right. It doesn't say that it's a, perhaps a combination. Of biological factors yeah. and social factors, which is what I would right. say. I mean, I would say that I, I would yeah. see both there. I would say both too, but I would say primarily biological because okay. this is an interesting fact, which I think completely demolishes the credibility of this document. So they say that men are aggressive because they're socialized to be aggressive. Mm-hmm. That's that's a, an axiom of the document. Which So there was a study done. Men who grow up in fatherless homes are more likely to be aggressive criminally be drug addicts and be alcoholics rather than men who grow up with fathers right so that would completely destroy the idea that not necessarily so like let me make an argument that this would be the argument against what you're saying Mm -hmm. is that they are being socialized by their peers and so in because of the removal of the father Mm -hmm. which we could argue we mellow with age and we see bigger picture stuff, they're actually only being socialized by other 17 or 18 year olds. Okay, I mean, yeah, you could make that, that claim, but just hypothetically, like, if, okay, if there's, no, if there's no father figure to socialize them, yep. then all of their aggression would be due to biology instead of socialization, which is, it's also true, okay, you could, there's another one that's really important. So not only is it, is it common in adolescence, biological aggression but the most the 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 age subset that is most likely to be aggressive hit and kick people are two-year-olds right two-year-olds right so like i don't think two-year-olds are very socialized like you you have to socialize two-year-olds so i just think it's i just think it's crazy to think that um that men are are aggressive because of socialization. And so that, you would say that genetically, there's I, a I would say level completely. Okay. And and then I think I think their their advice for treating it is wrong. Like okay. you don't you don't treat men to not be aggressive. You good fathers teach their sons to integrate aggression. Hmm. Like you, you you can't like if you if if you don't have the capacity to be aggressive, then then like you're just like you're domesticated. You're domesticated. So hmm. you have to have the ability to be aggressive if you want to be a good man like that's how Hmm. so so you teach young boys to integrate their aggression pro-socially so instead of what would that look like that would look like people like um people like jocko willink or navy seals who integrate their aggression on behalf of of good or people who run into burning buildings or Uh or well i think that's a better example or stick up for others stick stick up for the weak or the innocent like you can't do that if you haven't integrated your aggression and also i think if you don't integrate your aggression and just say aggression doesn't exist and you should pay no attention to it and try to repress it i think that's when you get males who who manifest their aggression in antisocial ways because they're like oh well it doesn't exist Right. I do agree with that. I think that in having, I have a three and a half year old boy, mm-hmm. and he definitely has some anger issues, etc. Um, I don't want to just, I, I want to be actually really careful around them because mm-hmm. my feeling is if I try to kind of just drive them underground, yeah. like it's not going to work. No, like you the, can't. The goal with my son is I don't know if integrate aggression is quite the way I would put it. Um, I might frame it in a different way, which is, you know, kind of 
uh, we guide his strength and energy to mm-hmm. other things. Okay, I mean, sure. Well, wouldn't you say that that's just that's just representing aggression pro-socially? Like, yeah. Like, well, that's why I think like, it might like, be a better yeah, way yeah. to, to Like risk-taking it. or even like something as simple as determination. Like yep. you have to be, for, to be determined, you have to be pretty aggressive. Right. So I guess, yeah, I guess I, I don't personally have a problem with the word aggressive. Like, mm. But I can see where it's just really about energy more than sure. anything uh, else. Okay. But yeah, I, I definitely am. agree with you. Mm-hmm. And this is something that my wife and I have talked about is that I don't want to just, and she's good this way, I don't want to just try to cram it back in the bottle. Like, I want to yeah. understand it. I want to give him a little space. I want him to understand that it's actually really counterintuitive and, and not useful. Mm-hmm. But I also want him to exert other parts of his personality that are very much him and really uh, are no threat to anybody. Yeah. So I do get what you're saying, which is, um, I, and I think that you're absolutely right. Whether it comes to speech or kind of this kind of energy, just cramming it down is just not. Right. It's just not yeah, that's help like anybody. that's like that's like day one psychology. Like yes. that's 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 the Freudian. If you if you repress something, it's just going to manifest itself, and you'll just call it like fate or something right. like that. And the danger there is is that actually you can kind of push it underground for a while, mm-hmm. but it festers there. Yeah, and you never it, get away with it. Well, it pops up so strong actually yeah. because it's now it's tinged with. A repression of a kind, anger, all these like guilt and shame feelings that go right. along with it, and you've effectively removed it from public view until it's become so strong that when right. it pops out again, and right. I do think we're living in times where a lot of things were pushed underground long mm-hmm. enough that now things are above ground and they're very strong, and it would have been better to really let the air to let the air out as it co- comes, basically. Yeah, yeah. And especially, we're talking about therapy here, right? Right. You know, yeah. we are talking about therapeutic practices. I think that uh, most therapists I know would say that you always meet the client where they are. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can't, you can't um, deny the client right. who they feel that they are at that moment. Mm. It just doesn't, again, it's, it has yeah. no use in moving forward. Mm-hmm. So, these are some of your objections to the document, and I understand that um, it was kind of roundly criticized, right? Yeah, when it came out... I most people, I think any any social scientist that really knows anything about anything was just yeah objected to it and said objected this is this it. is this is an affront to the to our our field and so that I think goes to the other question. Um, here's the thing, uh, you know, as I was reading it, I I did struggle with it, but I also felt like I don't want to just become a reactionary against this document, like. I don't totally know the motives of the people. We just don't. I just don't know the motives of the people writing it. For all I know, this is just you know we can call it ideology, or you can just say this is what they believe is true, just like we believe things are true. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, oh, yeah, that's you know, if we call it ideological, we're saying it's not yet true, or it is untrue, and it remains to be true. But for their point of view, they might not think of it as ideological. They just might think of it as true. So I don't know the motives of the people writing the document, and so. I take a deep breath, and, and I just kind of try to kind of manage my own defensiveness. And I have to say, I actually think, um, at least myself, I'm prone to defensiveness. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's a masculine trait either, whether it's biological or social, but I am prone to being defensive. And you can ask my wife that, and I see my son that way. I'll mm-hmm. tell you just kind of on a side note. Sometimes my son will erupt in anger when he hurts somebody else by accident. 
That's one of his huge triggers, and he just had it yesterday at, at mm-hmm. preschool. He heard someone totally by accident. No one was mad at him. Mm-hmm. But before that could be determined or anything yeah. like that, he erupted. And let yeah. me tell you this, too, and this is where I'm culpable as his father, is that I have used, you, you know, I don't know why I did this, but I'm not the only one either. Like, his former preschool teacher did this, too. Like, you, you're going to go to jail if you... <laughs> Yeah, it's not good. I, I you know, no, he has yeah. that in his mind, and that I had a long talk with him yesterday. Yeah. That you, I'm so sorry that that message was given to you. I, mm-hmm. I was part of that problem. You're not going to jail, Rocky. No. You know, he loves police and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's terrible, you yeah. know. And so, but it's just interesting that he is. He really feels defensive in a way that I think I feel defensive. Yeah. So I just want to say that mm-hmm. that I get that I am a naturally defensive yeah. person. Now, that yeah. could be for biological or social construct reasons. There might be a biological imperative there. There might be a social imperative. Yeah. Here's the thing. Part of me, it was like, I don't like this document. I don't like the way it's framed. Yes, I would agree with you. I think it's ideological. I don't know what they, they would say mm-hmm. to that. Um, I think it might be pushing a certain agenda. But I don't want to be drawn into just a reaction to this. You know, because I feel like, oh, here comes a straw man. I mean, this is the biggest straw man mm-hmm. ever. I mean, you light a match and this thing's going to go up. Yeah. And I'm just going to sit here throwing punches mm-hmm. at this thing that really doesn't have much quality. So part no. of me says that. Part of me says, you know what? It's it's just ignore it because it's just not very well constructed. It wasn't well received. No one cares. Move on. And then another part of me says, wait a second. Like, the danger here, and I think a lot of people are feeling this right now, is this normalization. Like, if you don't mm-hmm. address things, and it, then it kind of gets dyed in the wood, and it becomes part of society. Yeah. And the DSM, like we've talked about before, has been really poor. It's, like, been doing this forever. Mm-hmm. It, you know, for years, homosexuality, as it was called then, was considered degenerate yeah. by the DSM, by the same organization, essentially. Mm-hmm. So... Um. Yeah, I mean, I think I would I would react the same way if it wasn't representative of a broader social movement to define masculinity as something that's completely socially constructed. Uh, so, which, I see. Yeah. So, well, I get it. So, but here's so I can let me just go right back at you with this a little bit, you know, which is to say. This is where radicalization happens. You're feeling Mm -hmm. this way anyway. I understand that you're feeling this way. I get that. And so you're feeling sensitive to this too. And defensive, let's be honest. Because Yes. And it's, it's, hey, sometimes being defensive is Mm -hmm. okay. Sometimes we need to defend ourselves and we need to speak up, whoever we are. But is this document feels like an escalation. Like, I, I get why it's an escalation on one side. But if we respond to this document, we feel this way whether we're a man or a woman, because many female psychologists also bash this document online. Whether we feel this way, aren't we just radicalizing and escalating and just kind of picking a fight and just, like, when do we stop kind of, like, doing that and just be like, all right, you know what, it is part of a broader thing. When does that war end? What does it look like? Well, I, I don't know. I disagree with you. I mean, I, th- okay. I don't think the response was like, oh, look at these lefties at it again. It was, a, it was I think, a very nuanced response and saying, okay, let's look at the science. Even though psychology, yes, is a soft science. They said, well, let's look at the available science. Um, let's look at the studies done. And um, I, I really, let's look at where the, the ideology has 
made itself known in this document. Like, let's, you can see completely in in the grammar that it it's it it adopts all of the 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 social justice um, lingo. Like, it has mm-hmm. masculinity ideology. Yeah, as it, it says that verbatim. That so, what could we do? What would be another approach? To, so this is like an official document, although I wonder if it'll stay in the APA guidelines. I'd be curious. I think it's still up. Well, it might be still up, yeah. but, I, you know, this might be something that I can play the age card with a little bit. Things change. Things kind of go back and forth. They swing back and forth. Um, I, When I was your age, it was the early 90s, and there was um, also... I've just been, uh, been in the rodeo a couple times. Now, you can argue back and say, well, Cody, things change because people fight. You know, people fight and say, like, no, this is not acceptable. Um, this is an ideological document. It's not mm-hmm. helpful. It's not useful. Please take it down. And so I guess in that level, you know, I have the tendency to kind of stay out of the phrase and just kind of observe. But maybe uh, that goes to your argument, which is these things need to be actively yeah. countered and say this is not, it's not good science, mm-hmm. it's agenda-driven, etc. Yeah. Well, I think, I think the, a lot of the pushback was that people realized that this, this um, it really starts with like the thing we talked about last time with the postmodern ethos. So that's, that's like the axiom. The, axiom of it and the, all of these tangential things are what comes after so and people are realizing that and it's creeping into disciplines in the academy which it really shouldn't like medicine mm-hmm. and psychology hmm. so what's an example of medicine being oh, kind of so i think there was it was it was really just the focus on um the idea of the the patriarchy and and that um this, the identity politics focus of that that the world can just be divided up into groups hmm. and that there's oppressors and oppressed and and that's creeping that's that's it is creeping into i mean i'm trying to think of a good example for medicine um yeah i don't have one off the top okay. of my head but but i i would i would make a safe bet that it's crept into disciplines which it really shouldn't yeah yeah. Well, okay. And, you know, perhaps we're going to just do a little musical break here, but when we come back, we might even talk about um, the book review I was talking mm. about or other things. And we might sure. just talk about what masculinity might mean to yeah. us. You know, we're, we're probably 28 years or 30 years apart, unbelievably, because I'm very well preserved and you're very mature. And so and now Waylon was the missing pink p- p- piece Which of is, this because yeah. he's like right in the middle. Yeah. But where is he, folks? Which Where's is unfortunate Waylon? because that mustache is like the paragon of masculinity it's well, really and, you know he would have a lot to say about this I think now he still can redeem himself mm-hmm. if he's out there he can text me and tell me what's going on and hopefully he's okay and then we can arrange for him to be on the show in some form or another let's listen to I thought I was trying to be thoughtful with this piece of music Steve Winwood. while you see a chance take it <laughs> 